previously on the Simply Human podcast. It's very important when you talk about diet to separate food from nutrition. And we kind of call this a qualitative diet approach. It's episode 93 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of Kate Galliette. Kate is great. And uh, that should be fun. It's a great conversation we have, not about movement, but about quality of life. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with David and... Not moderately funny. Not moderately funny. Funny, funny, funny. legitimately funny. Edition. I don't want to give it away. I, I, I guess check the, don't, don't, uh, check the title. Don't give it away. That's what you do every time. And we're up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm all right. Uh, we're going to play the game where you choose a topic. Okay. And um, to remind everyone, we don't go through this beforehand, so you're, it's a choose-your-own-adventure, and I don't know what the right. adventures are. So topic one is vomit. <laughs> Op- option, of course. T- option two is... is pants diarrhea on a water slide. <laughs> no, is... Um, no, I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. Places it sucks to be as a child. I'm going to choose number two. Okay. So, okay, when you're a kid, like, I don't know about you, but so that what, what I guess spurred this in my brain was like, I somehow I got lost with my wife, not lost, but like she was, she didn't have her phone and we were at like the grocery store or something and having to walk down the aisles and like look down each aisle to see Man. if she was in each aisle. I don't know, like before cell phones and all that, like I, I can't tell you how many times. I was lost in Hobby Lobby or like Michael's. There's a problem right there, Hobby or like, Lobby. Yeah, or the grocery store trying to find my mom. Just places that just we, was horrible. You, would, you, would you like to know what I do when I'm out with my wife like at Ross or something like that yeah. and I get separated from her and I try to find her? Knowing that I have like the backup of calling her on a cell phone. Would you like to know the mental game that I play? It's so horrible. I pretend like I am an assassin and I've been sent to Ross to kill one particular person. Oh, good. And I just have to nonchalantly walk around the store not looking like I'm looking for someone and then find her and then do the thing. I don't ever, I don't ever kill her though, but the, that's what I pretend. So the thing is murder, not another thing that you might do in the dressing room. Has you, have you ever done that? Is that we can't probably talk about that? Yeah, that we probably shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> so, like, what? But, are, like, but yes, <laughs> no, I don't know. What are stop it? What are some? What are some places that just? It's just like as you're a kid, you just like hey, I, I always hated going to Sam's with my dad, like because it just took forever mm. and there was not any like any cool things to do. Is that man? I used to hate going to my with my. I think we've talked about this before. Going with my dad to like Home Depot. Because Home Depot looks like it has a bunch of really awesome stuff in there, like the drills and like the saws and stuff like that. Play with but first of all, you can't touch any of them. Second of all, they look cool, but then you're like, oh, it's not really a, a laser death ray. It's just a drill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then- so you walk in and you're like, oh, man, this is so great. But then you're like, oh, yeah. And then you get to like the wood section and literally all it is is just huge piles of wood and you're like, the hell is this? Just a big pile of wood. <laughs> well, this is not fun at all. And the cool it's thing, it's the least fun story there. Story there is. And now, as an adult, I uh, pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm like the least, like, handy person of all time. 
And so I walk into Home Depot and I literally like, hey, yeah, uh, I got a thing and the thing does the thing. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, I just got to show you pictures on my cell phone, man. I don't know. So I feel real stupid and inadequate when I walk in there because I don't know any of that stuff. I'm like, oh, well, what you got is you got the inline specs on the rotary girder. And, and I don't know any of that. So Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy it's, reference. It's my least favorite store as an adult and as a child well, see, by I, far. For me, like Home Depot, Lowe's, those kind of stores, I now I enjoy going into those stores more. But um, yeah, definitely not. And like, like I think the fabric store. Like, did, did your mom sew? My mom sewed. No. And we'd go to the fabric store. Although and my be... wife went through a thing where she was, when we just had one kid, uh, and he liked a, his blankies in a specific way, oh, like right. the edges, like, I don't With know how soft, you even describe silly, it, like sewn, I don't know, I have to show you, but like, so she got in this thing where she was going to make him a bunch of blankies, and we went in the fabric store, and literally, the second we walked in... Like I would just immediately get like I could go lay down and go to sleep for like nine consecutive hours. The level of exhaustion that I would feel the second we walked in, they're like, "Oh my god, is there a yeah. bed here somewhere?" Jen, Jen has this uh, face that she does. It's like my shopping face. It's like I just kind of <laughs> I cross my arms and I just kind of do like a little half smirk. Like we went in somewhere, and I want to say it was like someplace like a J.C. Penney's or something like that, and they had like a man waiting room, like two or three like nice little comfortable chairs. And a TV, and I was like, "This that, they should is a all, game changer." They should all have that. Like, yes. I would, I would want, I would like, yeah, I would I'll, never, I'll go to. I would such, never such. ever complain about yeah. going shopping if every stupid store had one of those in there. Like, hey, I'll sit down and I'll be fine. Like, because now we all have. I complain like we have the the time wasting machine in our pockets, so we can you know right. go anywhere and then you can waste time, but. That that's a good that's a good little idea there. Yeah, like JC so Penny. If you are a department store owner here listening to the Simple Human podcast, do some of that stuff. Or like, you know, have like an Olympic lifting platform where you can do like deadlifts and stuff. Yeah, we, we, we for for Mark Rogers we could make it just a driveway and you have the shirts would be uh shirts would be not allowed. <laughs> no like shirts, like no shoes, shirts, no service. Is that how it would say? So you have to wear <laughs> Anyway, so it says on your bedroom door. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. I have to wear my shoes. Um, I think another another place. I think it's pretty ubiquitous as far as kids. Hmm. kids well then, kids hating Dictionary Jones. Ki- kids hate little. Very kids. loquacious of you. <laughs> Shut up. A lot of kids hate. Like I hated sitting through church as a as a small kid. Even like You're up through high school. As an adult. Yeah, <laughs> but like having to sit there and not talk, you can't make any noise. You can't, like, I don't know, like, especially like you know, but when you're a kid and you don't understand, like, hey, we're praying, so that means you can't talk. Well, I don't know. Everyone's like got their eyes closed, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I still want. I had color. it worse than anybody I know because when I was a little kid, uh, all my friends that were the same age, like their parents would bring them like a Ziploc baggie full of Cheerios to shut them up. Nope, none of that. You know my dad. It was very like from the age of like three. It was like you will sit straight up and you will pay attention and you will never make any noise and yada yada. And uh, it was just very. So I don't want to hear you complaining about it because I guarantee I had the worst little kid church experience ever growing up. Ever. My mom used to like dig her fingernails into my arm. Was that like to like why be quiet? Like if I was being oh, like, instead oh, of yeah. like yeah, just for no reason, I'd be sitting there coloring, and she would just start slashing me with her fingernails. Um, That's the one thing they let me do. They used to let me. My parents used to. They, yeah, you can draw, and I would draw the whole, the whole yeah. service. Can I tell? Can I really quickly before we get to our interview with Kate? Can I tell the joke 
that my dad told your dad and he did not laugh? Oh my gosh. Okay. Very quickly. <laughs> so my dad's a goofball. When we, were, when we were kids, what were we probably 13, 14, yeah, maybe? Yeah. Uh, our parents, some, and I think it was your dad's idea. Hey, hey, Charlie, that's my dad's name. I'm going to get some tickets to the Raiders game. We should take our boys. Well, my dad is not exactly a very social person. Is that a good way to put it? You get your sense of humor from your mom. I think that's he a good is way not, to say it. You know, I, I love my dad, but he can be kind of prickly. You know, I I'm get not real good around people sometimes. I don't know. I, I get other things. It. I get other things from your mom. You get a sense of humor. Stop it. Well, so my dad, like Mark's dad, is a lot like Mark. He's very you know, jokester, gregarious. There's a vain word for you. Uh, gregarious, I think is what I meant to say. Yes. Ooh, uh, I didn't mean to short stuff for the New York Yankees when I dug it. But anyways, uh, you know, and, but my dad is very much the opposite of me. He's kind of quiet. Uh, he's, huh, these people with their foam fingers. I don't know what I so, think about that. And they're so, Rangers and I don't hats. Think our parent, our, I don't think our dads have ever had any words together at this point. Yeah. Like it's literally, it's like almost like yeah. brand new. Well, so, that, so we go and I think it's a Sunday afternoon. So the four of us, my dad, your dad, and me and you go to the Rangers yeah. game. And my dad, and I forget the joke, but it was yeah. really. My dad tells this joke. We're in the back seat, and he's in the passenger seat. Your dad's driving. It's this joke. So two, like, of he'll... course, my dad's driving. He wouldn't yeah. uh, <laughs> let relinquish control to someone else for thirty seconds. So two, like, hillbillies are, are driving into the city from the from the country, <laughs> and they and they pull up at this traffic light next to this convertible with two ladies in the in the convertible and so the the you know one of the late girls looks over and, and winks at i think one of the guys and he goes virgil virgil that girl over there just winked at me and he goes well wink back so he he winks back and <laughs> they're laughing you know so then the girl looks over and she kind of does like a little kissy deal at him you know i go mm, don't make that noise anymore and Stop! That's so gross. Stop it! And he goes, Virgil, Virgil, she made a kissy thing at me, and he was like, "Well, do it back, do it back." So he does the kissy noise. I won't do it. And so then she um, does what you know, as you would expect. The next stage is right. Hmm. So I don't know if I should say it because yeah, it's a family. Say it. say it. She show, lifts up her you know shirt and shows shows him her bra. Let's say it. Let's keep it. She's wearing a swimsuit, and she yeah. Let's do it like that. You're so ridiculous. And so, and he goes, Virgil, Virgil. She showed me her swimsuit, and and he said, "Well, we'll show her your nuts." And he looks out the window and goes, and like does his his shakes his head and like does his hands up like show her your nuts. Get it? Show her your nuts. Not show her that you're not. Show her you're crazy. And man, crickets. It was like, and my dad went all out. He was like. He's really told the story. He's landed on thick like he'll do. And my dad probably just sits there like, hmm. Well, mental illness is not a joke in this country. <laughs> hmm. oh, I feel man. like, uh, well, that's uh, possibly falls in line with indecency laws in this yeah, country. Yeah, with exactly. Showing someone your, your genitalia. <laughs> I don't think there's anything funny about committing a crime. <laughs> that's what he would say. <laughs> all right, wait. Right, well, okay, so we need to get to Kate. Oh um, man, that's a, that's a great. I forgot all oh, about that. Thank you for writing that story. It's, it's really funny. Um, 
So or that you're nuts. <laughs> find, us, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at simplyhuman52. Show uh, marks you're nuts. Email, <laughs> email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle or simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Um, and also go to the uh, our store page on the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com and then click on store and see all the things that we use and are in love with. So let's get to the interview with Kate. We talked to Kate about relaxing, an evolved quality of life, seeking out novelty, tapping the boundaries, donkey cap phrases, changing your perspective, enjoying long dinners, and the unbreakable body. Uh, you're a real class act, Mark. I don't kick my dog, Rick, unlike you, Bill. I don't right. kick the dog. I just feed your dog uh, chewing tobacco <laughs> on accident and almost kill him. Gross. Yes. That's oh. lovely. Well, yeah, um, I see you're on point as always. Yes. <laughs> and I and I started recording right when we were started talking about uh, dog Great. abuse. Um, nice. So Kate Galliette, back on the show with us. Uh, you are by far, well, not by far, but by a couple. You are the most... Uh, Mm. Appearance. Uh, I feel like you boxed yourself into a corner. Or the, I, I got it. Hold on. I got. I got the word. It's the most appearanced person. That's what. That's I was, not. Uh, that's what I, I don't say. think appearance can be. Not that's a thing? not. Not a thing. Okay. I think we get the point. Well, Kate, Kate it is. It is a pleasure to have you back. You are a, a simply human ambassador to the world. How about that? <laughs> well, I sure hope that I. Well, I'm. I actually take no responsibility for representing you guys at all. <laughs> this is my son. People are like, you guys are great. I'm like, no, no, no. The, I'm great. They're something. Interesting. No, I love you guys. And your audience is great. I've had so many of your audience reach out and be like, oh, my gosh, we loved you on the awesome. show. And, and we kind of like those guys, but we like you. No, yeah. they love you. And <laughs> it's been a great uh, – a lot of people have learned a lot of cool things so far. And I think with us, like, all talking together. And I think that's super cool. And I'm stoked for how today is going to go. Yeah. Well, awesome. and it's it's kind of hard for, like, reputable people when our – like, the title of the show they're on is, like, The Kate Galliette Interview and Pooping in the Backyard. <laughs> like, yeah. And Mark pooped in his car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can't win them all. Yeah, so. that's true. Well, uh, before- <laughs> that's our motto. You can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say when I like poop my pants again. Well, you can't go through every day and not poop your pants. You're going to lose some of the days. But- Six out of seven days. Not bad, right? It's an all right ratio. <laughs> well, hey, before we get to our, our strategic plan that we're going to talk about today, uh, what have you been up to? What's going on with you? Thank you for asking. My summer is going fantastic. I have all kinds of crazy adventures I've been up to. That was the plan, actually, because I um, gr- grinded for, grinded, ground, either way, I worked Grounded. really hard for a year getting all my Unbreakable stuff going, getting my online stuff sorted, really shifting my business model from like coaching in a gym that I own to moving across the country and traveling around the world. And um, that took a lot of work in the last year. And it had set the new normal of work for being kind of ridiculous, like working way too many hours and really getting burnt out and fatigued. And I committed to myself for summer um, to relax and not not work. I mean, there's lots happening behind the scenes, but um, stop working by a set time every day, take weekends off completely, no work, no email, no nothing, um, and go have some fun and kind of reacquaint myself with the rest restoration um, enjoyment part of life before I dive into the next grind, which will happen this fall, it looks like. So I've been adventuring and rock climbing and meteor watching and doing all the ridiculous stuff that I try to advocate for everybody else in the world. And I think what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So. I see you're enjoying life like a human. 
Yeah, One of well, our that's pillars. interestingly an important part of being a human. And even the best of us, whether we assign ourselves as workaholics like or not, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we can get caught up in the rat race of like kind of judging your day by like how many appointments you did or how many emails you did or how many things you did with your kid or stuff that like it keeps you going and kind of on the treadmill. Um, and it was, it got to a point where I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm on the treadmill all the time. I'm not step, stepping off at all. And um, that's not wholesome. And that doesn't help you do better in your work or in your life. So uh, I took the last few months to kind of reset all that stuff. So I have been. Kate, did you see uh, any of my Instagram pictures? I think I think there was just one of my brother and I rock climbing in New York. Did you see those? I went. Yes, I did, and I wanted to be like, oh, I'm yeah. so proud of you. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, my I brother. Love it. Yeah, he'll go. He goes like frozen waterfall ice climbing, and he's oh, nice. he's done some crazy climbs in like Mexico, and done. He's like is Mr. Rock Climber Man. So anytime we're up there, and they have the, like those automatic belay deals, which are really cool. You don't have to have someone like standing there. Um, I did like fall off and just like pendulum swing right into this person, which nice. I think is bad etiquette. But nice. uh, no, sounds I like mean, it. actually, people actually like that when you do it, yeah. and you should do it more. No, nobody listens yeah. to that. <laughs> just Mark should do that more often. Yeah. Your head, if you, if it was the Mark I know, your head pendulum right like right between their butt cheeks. Like, <laughs> oh my god, oh, what's happening? <laughs> Where am I? Like, yeah, <laughs> so one of those dark. Days. All right, well, Kate. Um, so as part of your fit for real life, it, it, you know, you talk about having an evolved quality of life. What does that mean? Well, kind of what we've just been talking about, you guys. So, I, you know, from the beginning, I found myself talking and coaching with my clients in person um, and writing about on my blog all those years ago. Um, the stuff that lets you be fit to go do other things. Like I have some friends who are aesthetics coaches and powerlifting like team coaches and they're amazing. And that's like the end goal. Like the person wants to be a fitness model. So they got to be super, super spelt, right? Or they want to win the powerlifting competition or whatever. Um, and that's awesome. Those are awesome end goals for like a fitness journey. Um, and they might be part of a bigger journey as well. But I always gravitated to helping people do fitness so that it helps them do the rest of their life so that they're happier and they're in less pain or no pain if we can make that happen so that they can go rock climbing with their brother or go hiking in a canyon or do the stuff that makes like life really golden and bright and amazing and something that you can look back on and be like, man, I can't believe I did all that. That's so cool. So that's an evolved quality of life. And I talk about that stuff in the realm of like, yeah, we're talking physical fitness. We're talking about injury prevention. We're talking about making your pillars strong. But we're also talking about checking in on how all that's assisting you in like your personal growth and personal development in your relationships with the world around you, in how you see life and how what your perspective is. I think all of that stuff is really important and I'm happy to champion it because it's something that's important to me in my own life. It's kind of a novel concept because I mean you, you know, you ask somebody who goes to the gym, like, well, you know, why are you doing bench press? Why are you doing squat? Oh, so I can bench more, so I can squat more, whatever. But for those of us, the vast majority, 95, 96, 97 percent of the population that are not involved in competitive athletics in some sort, they're just regular people. Why do you squat? Why do you deadlift? Well, so I can feel better, so I can live longer. That's a, I mean, I think we maybe sometimes lose sight of that when we get ultra competitive with goals in the gym. You know, I want to bench. 250 by you know this date or whatever it's not about that necessarily i mean unless you know you're a power lifter or whatever it's about 
I want to be the healthiest version of myself that I can be, and I want to be you know mobile and and uh, and happy when I'm 65, 70 years old. So that's why I do the things that I do. Yeah, exactly. And like the the opposite side of that is important to note too. Like when we merit ourselves based off of a weight or a weight lifted or a size or how many times we went to the gym that week or how many times we've gone in the last month. Um, that then means that like our value is affected, our personal value is affected by whether or not we accomplish something. And there's so many variables that go into whether or not you actually accomplish something. I mean, if you have kids, good on you. I mean, your life is harder than probably most of ours who don't have kids trying to schedule stuff, right? So like, Kids stuff might come up and you don't go to the gym. Like that actually didn't change your self-worth. But if you're attaching to it, it can. And when you look at the whole perspective, everything that you just said, Rick, like you want to feel good. You want to live a long time. You want to be able to do stuff. I believe that deciding that uh, whatever you might say, oh, I suck because I didn't go to the gym enough times this week. Or I suck because I'm still not that weight or that size or whatever. um, That's not helping the greater construct. And I think all the puzzle pieces need to add up to a sum positive of my whole life is getting better. And the negative talk around if you don't achieve those goals is something I try to avoid. Now, that doesn't mean you're not accountable. That, That doesn't mean that you get to get a free pass and be like, well, today I'll eat healthy, tomorrow I won't. But you, you do your best with what you have and you move forward with that. And then along the way, you get to do this thing like where you explore like what your body can do and why you have hurdles and how you can remove them. And you get to be your own little detective and putting together a really rich experience that's so much bigger than just I did five push-ups or I did 50, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I like it very much. So what are, what are some things that you do like or that you see um, – that you're like, okay, uh, people in your gym, specific, specifically or people that you work with, and you're like, all right, you know what? You need to start doing X, Y, and L. Oh, see? You thought I was going to say Z, didn't you, Rick? <laughs> Man, How you novel. Got well, so that's, that's we've all said it now, I think the word at least once. Novelty is really important. So I like to find out what my members and my clients are curious about. And then explore that with them or help them get on the journey to explore that. Because um, actually there's some really interesting like information that you can gather from looking at um, novelty research and dopamine research. Um, you know, everybody's heard of dopamine. They, you, you think of it as like this reward, this like our body seeks out dopamine thing. Um, but actually it drives us to seek rewards rather than being the reward itself. So if you think back to when you were a kid and you play Tetris or Mario Brothers or however old you are, pick the video game that was around at your time, like you'd get to the new level and you'd get that like really good feeling that want, that you know made you do the next level and the anticipation that you might get something more out of that. So dopamine drives you to actually go get more experience experiences. So you want to have a semi-regular influx of dopamine happening in your body. And so exploring things like, Hey, have you ever been curious about yoga, Rick? Have you ever wanted to try any of those poses? Cool. Can you do them yet? No? Awesome. Let's figure out how you can learn to do those. And along the way, you get to have the novel experience of figuring out how to get in the position and then how to hold it and then how to make the muscles stronger so that it looks more graceful and then add new things on top of that. And you're nurturing fitness, obviously actual strength and stability and and, and, strength. Uh, calmness of mind or whatever yoga brings to you in this case. Um, and then you're also stimulating that dopamine response for your body to learn and explore and go through new things. And the cool thing is your brain plasticity, like the stuff that helps you like still learn things even when you get older, um, 
that's influenced by how much dopamine release you have. So you're actually influencing so many things just by seeking out novelty. And so with my folks, we figure out, hey, what are you into? And like, let's start exploring that. And then trying to, how do you say, like tap the boundaries a little bit, not like say you should try yoga. And if the person hates yoga, forcing him to do it is like not a helpful thing, but like tapping the boundaries of like, well, have you ever tried like the partner yoga where you do like the two together or have you ever tried? Me and Mark totally um, have to do that, by the way. You totally do, which I was, as I was saying, I was like, I hope you guys will do this. Like, is that the same thing as donkey calf raises? And, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But getting them to try new things as they're on the journey. Did somebody just snort? Oh, my God. Rick, I, did, I snorted a little bit, just imagining me and Mark in a, uh, oh. a very calming, like, uh, partner's yoga video. Where Wearing, like, spandex. Or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would pay to see that happen. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> Uh, that would be novel enough for me for the year. Like I'd be set on my novelty for the year after I saw that. <laughs> but that's exactly it. Like, see, like you, it laugh. You laugh now, and you'll laugh as you're trying it, and you guys will learn something new. And acro yoga will all of a sudden be this amazingly helpful thing to evolve the entire quality of your life, and you two will live in each other's bliss forever. Do you think? Oh yes, there you go. I I, I could live in Rick's bliss. Um, so. He, <laughs> I did. I did air quotes when I said bliss. Oh, by the way, um, I've got a question, Kate. Do you think, like, you know, you talk about that dopamine response, and yeah. yes, you get that dopamine response when you try new things and when you, you know, exercise when you do all these, you know, good healthy things. You also get that dopamine response, you know, when you drink a coke or when you sit down and watch Netflix for fourteen straight hours. So, do you think that a lot of people sort of get that dopamine fix in 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 certain ways, they don't have to go out and do anything like that. They just sort of get stuck in doing things that aren't novel or aren't healthy, but they're still getting that dopamine response. They're sort of like out, out thinking their own brain. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up. So, you know, novelty happens when we have a break from the norm. And so that's why like a Coke, if you haven't had one in a long time, you're like, oh man, because the anticipation of it, the opening of it, the sound of it, the smell of it, the taste, the first taste at least, maybe not the 50th taste, but it's all brand new or new from what you have been doing. And so I'm a fan of like enjoying life and finding ways that you can create dopamine through enjoyment. So frankly, um, when I first took this break for the summer, I would try to get out of bed on like a Sunday and like go do stuff. But my body was like, no. We're watching Netflix all day. And at first I was like, but, uh, because I held my value with like, but I got to be doing things. I got to be outside, yada, yada. But the reality is that novel experience of like, no, actually veg out in the bed like the whole day watching Netflix is novel to my brain. And so it's hmm. feeding that dopamine response and actually turns into a healthy thing. The problem is when you do that so much, right. if you did Netflix every night or let's let's make it a more realistic one, you're tired from work so you go home to watch TV instead of um, go to the gym and then make a healthy dinner. That's pretty realistic for a lot of people who maybe struggle with habits. And so then it's novel for the first one or two times you do it, but then it stops being novel and it stops being um, something that's uh, beneficial in some way and it becomes a habit. And it's more comfortable to do that than to do something different. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. So this is important. 
when you're first trying something new, like maybe your habit has been, I watch TV after not, after work at night till I go to bed instead of going to the gym. When you first start going to the gym after work instead of watching TV, it will feel very uncomfortable in a lot of different ways. And of course, that'll manifest in a new, unique way for each person. But that's happening for a reason. It's happening because you're actually laying down new neural pathways and your body is responding to this environment is different, i.e. it's also novel. So if you can align yourself with the fact that something that maybe is a new habit that you're trying to do or a habit that you're trying to break, um, that it will feel uncomfortable and that that's actually a really good sign that things are happening in your brain to move you in the right direction, you can start to see that as a positive novel experience instead of a, a negative one. Mark, is that kind of related to sometimes you talk about like the value of jumping into like an icy cold like river or some crap like that, <laughs> like shocking your system, not ever being entirely comfortable is that is that kind of yeah. related to what you're talking that's about? that's actually funny like i was gonna bring that up but then i was like oh rick's just gonna make fun of me if i talk about <laughs> cold showers again so yeah you so that's that's so well. that's the main like one of the main reasons that i take cold showers is because every morning or every time you shower at every four days you have to say when i shower <laughs> so twice a week you there's that moment where you're standing under the faucet that you've got to you know, turn that cold water on and then, and then kind of brace for it. And in that act of doing something that isn't just like, you know, like slinking down into like a hot tub, you know, and sort of just like, and then just peeing in the hot tub. Cause that just, this just feels right. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah. you know, that, you know, I read a, the, the Domino, is it the Domino Project or something? Uh, I read a bunch of these books talking about how to get out of your comfort zones and things like that. I'll link to it in the show notes. I've talked about it before on the show. But, you know, another exercise that, uh, you know, that book said is like, just take a coffee mug and just like go to your, go outside in the driveway or something and just drop it. And yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to like clean it up because it's going to break. <laughs> yeah. But it's that, it's that, just that moment right before you drop it when you know this is something you're not supposed to do. That kind of it's the same thing as like turning the cold water on or doing you know that's that same that little feeling of discomfort or like oh, I don't really know if I want to do this you know that's healthy and that's a good thing for you to experience. Yeah, it is healthy, and it, that's why also I'm I'm a, I always have to qu like qualify this one. I'm a fan of risk taking, um, but I, the qualifier is don't kill yourself, and we're not responsible if you do. Okay, right. but um, things like rock climbing with the harnesses, or um, taking a tumbling class, or going to a hip hop dance class, stuff where Rick. you feel like ooh, this doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel quite good or normal yet. Like that's actually a really good thing because it 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 makes you realize that there are more experiences to be had, which is always great. Um, but more importantly, it helps you go through some of those hurdles that you might be facing in other, in other parts of your life better. So like you climb the wall anyways, even though you're a little bit nervous and you've got the harnesses on, everything's safe, but you're still nervous, which is fair, but you climb the wall anyways. Well, when it comes time to like push through and cook your darn dinner, instead of taking the easy way out and like reheating a frozen meal or something, um, you, you push through and you do it and you find the way to actually be able to do more in your life because you do some of these things that are hard to do, like taking a cold shower or taking a dance class or putting yourself on Instagram with your fail that you did when you were trying to do a yoga pose. Rick, you should try that. Um, <laughs> but like putting yourself out there in some way that feels slightly uncomfortable, but that you're still safe in the overall aspect of life um, is a great way to level up the rest of your life and be able to push through and achieve more things in other areas of your life. And that is one reason why, like when I am coaching, I like the client will maybe like write off something like, Oh, I'll never do that. 
And I instantly will be like, what, what, whoa, why, why? Can you, do you not have legs? No, I see your legs. You have legs. Why can't you do that? Like run a marathon or something. Um, what's something that we joke about when we walk, like we work so quick to dismiss it. Those are sometimes the things that are really worth taking a second look at as like, why'd you dismiss that so quick? Why are you so quick to say that would never be a thing that you would do or try or that isn't cool or is dumb? Because there might be something really beneficial and rewarding for you there. Um, And all of a sudden, you find out that there's something that you like to do because you took some time to explore it. Or the counterpoint to that is you find out you hate it and you're like, I'm never doing that again. But at least then you know and you've had an experience. And to go back to this whole message of today, it's like, you know, level up your whole life. Have an evolved life where it's not just one thing. You're not just the paleo person. You're not just mom. You're not just the dad who goes to work and does CrossFit afterwards and whatever. Like, it's not just one thing that you do. You're this really like really well-rounded and expansive person who has lots of cool things they do in their life. Yeah. And it also changes your perspective. Let's say, you know, you are someone that has that, that practice of like what you said, pushing through, turning the cold water on in the shower, whatever it is. Then if it's like, you know, you're at a dinner party and they put down like a food you've never tried. It's like, this isn't any big deal. Like you, you're it, like, you already, you do this other stuff. It's uncomfortable. So that makes the other things that that used to be uncomfortable, they're not any big deal anymore. And you can just, you can just do stuff that's without even really thinking about it. Absolutely. And it's sometimes like it's conditioning that you don't even know you have. Like, so for example, I'll share with like my own experience. Um, I used to, when I was uh, probably 10 years ago now, I would go out to dinner with friends and pretty quickly would be ready to be done with the dinner and go back home. Um, and do nothing really, frankly. Um, but I just would start getting very uncomfortable the longer the evening wore on. And I was not feeling just at ease with being out anymore. I really just wanted to be home. And I started exploring that. I forget why. Oh, I remember actually. Um, I had a friend. Um, she is Spanish and they're no- obviously known for like hours long dinners. And she and I would hang out and the conversation was always great. Um, but that same feeling would set in and I realized like, oh, she's Spanish. This is their culture. Like this is the way. You would never just do an hour dinner with like a Spanish person. Right. And so I started trying to say, well, okay, let me just try to see it from her point of view. And when we'd go out to dinner, I'd go out to dinner with other people. I tried to find the beauty and the joy in a longer dinner because really what was I going home to do anyways like put on my pajamas and watch tv or something stupid like nothing really socializing or or good for like the overall quality of the night and it turned out like I had no good reason for wanting to like really get out of the dinners quickly other than that's the way it had been in the past dinners kind of growing up were pretty perfunctory like it was just dinner you know eat, and then eat we your go. food as fast a- as you can and go and like yeah, leave like the table not, That's how it like, was in my not that there wasn't conversation it just didn't languish it didn't like really dive deeper than the the night the surface level stuff that a lot of people do and when i started discovering how joyful this the long conversation the the deep talks the light talks the humor the just sitting there together and enjoying dessert or whatever how fun that was i realized how much i actually liked it and that i had no reason for doing it the other way other than i didn't like it cuz it's the way i'd always done it and something new felt not great and that was able to be changed and i think a lot well, of people carry those around and and what you guys you know that pretty much sums up exactly why i uh, chose to run a marathon it's not because i love running and it's not because i'm super athletic it's it was really more about the journey than it was the final destination for me. Uh, for you know, to peel back the curtain slightly, for those of us who have struggled with uh, depression and anxiety, when you have those feelings that set in, sometimes all you want to do is be left alone. You don't want to do anything. You want to just curl up and not have stimulus. But when you are, you make a concerted effort to say, "Hey, I am going to do something 
that's new, that's different, that's physically pushes me, it forces you to not curl back up into that, you know, that ball of solitude. It forces you to be out there, not just out there in the, in the world physically, but out there, you know, mentally as well. And it, you know, it, that's healthy. It's, it's good. We're meant Absolutely. to do things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I think that's important too, that you mentioned kind of the conscious, I'm going to do this part of that whole thought process because um, sometimes, and, and absolutely, like when things like kind of just a general malaise about life or legitimate depression is happening, like, and many, many, many people experience that. So if that's you and you're listening to this, you're not alone for sure. Um, absolutely not. Yeah. It sometimes <laughs> takes the active, like I'm going to text one friend today about something good to, and do that many days in a row to break the cycle. Because I mean, I've been there as well. Like there are times when you feel like nothing's going right and you would rather just curl up in a ball and stay there for weeks. And it actually is real effort to do those things that are good for you. So the conscious effort to, to say, I'm going to do this today is really great. And I think journaling is a helpful tool for that. It doesn't have to be a long page, but um, I'm a fan of things like the three gratitudes written first thing in the morning or at the end of the day. Um, I'm a fan of uh, morning pages, which is um, like M-O-U-R- N-I-N-G, morning, like I'm in morning, oh, right. and writing all the stuff that you're mad about and you don't like and that went wrong yesterday and that you're not looking forward to and getting it all out of the way so that it's, whew, okay, out of your system. Um, or just journaling about the normal journal stuff like, hey, I, I'm interested in this or I'm worried about that and problem solving your own life and sh- writing the details of stuff you want to remember. Um, but I think journaling can be really helpful for that conscious thought part of it. And I know every everybody's different and everybody's going to have their own specific you know, thing that, that we're talking about here as far as this quality of life deal. But but in your opinion, like what is sort of like an across the board, here's something, if somebody's just like, oh, I just don't know, and they've listened to the podcast and they don't have you as like their personal coach, what it like, would you say journaling was that thing that you, you can do? Or what, like, what, did, what would you say is kind of the... Mm, journaling is a good start to help you figure out what your thing is going to be. What's going to, what is like an evolved quality of life for you? What is novel for you? Journaling is an excellent start because I will tell you this, friends, loved ones, and clients, the most common question that they struggle with in the beginning stages is, what do you really want? What do you want? Most people that get asked that question actually can't answer it. I know I couldn't. When my, um, I had a relationship that ended years ago now, um, and it had lasted for five years, so it was a, a significant relationship in my life. Um, it ended, and my best friend, um, who had been through something similar a few years prior, said, this is your chance to figure out what you really want out of your life. That You, no one else gets to decide. You decide. What do you want? And I could not answer that question. And it was so gut-wrenching that I couldn't answer it because I thought I knew myself, which, of course, we all think we know that every year of our life. And then 10 years go by and we're like, oh, younger me didn't know anything, but how cute that, you know, I thought I did. Um, But answering that question of like, what do you, like really, truly, what do you want? Get your goals, get your focus, get your values clarified because without those, you're just a ship without a rudder. You're just kind of floating around trying stuff. And that makes for a harder challenge, in my opinion. So the journaling is a great start, but then that needs to move you towards yeah. something like movement or adventure or nature or doing things differently with your family or whatever the next part is. Um, that next step has to happen so that you get out there in the world. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I think you know journaling and like having like you know if you read like how to start a small business, like one of the first things they tell you to do is like have a mission statement, have it like an objective, a clear cut, defined strategy. I think that applies to like your life. Like if you don't have, somebody says, like met you in an elevator and was just like, what is your 
purpose in life? Or like, what is like, why are you here? What, what, you know, what is your goal in your life? Like broad speaking, broadly speaking, like you need to have like a very concise, short, you know, answer to that. And if you don't, you need to sit down and spend a few minutes and think about it. And then that's going to, you know, everything, every other decision you make is going to be determined by that broad, very specific, well, broad, specific statement. <laughs> No, that's really true. And it's okay if you don't get it right away. It's going to take some time, but you'll know it when you've stumbled across it. Um, and it's also okay for it to change over the years. It shouldn't change probably too regularly, but over the years, you change, you evolve, you grow, and you start to value things differently. You start to value new things that you didn't have before or new experiences that you weren't having before. And so it's okay for it to change, but I can't agree more with Mark. Like You have to know what you want out of this world and what you're here to do. Because if you can't answer those two things then what are you doing? um you're floating yeah and it's hard then like why are you driving like you're, you're listening to this podcast you know the answer to that question like why are you driving to wherever it is you're driving like why are you doing anything that you're doing why, why are you take on this run that you're on listening to this podcast you know like so yeah so it kind of gives you a uh, uh, purpose and, and sort of definition and everything that you do but uh kate we are uh almost out of time but just real quick for our listeners that maybe are new to the show that haven't heard you before one go back and listen to all the kate galliette shows because they're all great and two where can everybody find you uh promote yourself ah thank you so much well i would love it if people would come visit me over at fitforreallife.com that's where all the action's happening with articles on fitness and movement and higher consciousness stuff and then it also links you over to instagram where i share all my pictures of my travels um if you don't know me yet i'm the creator of the unbreakable body which is a really fun and exciting movement program um that i have online and you can find that at theunbreakablebody.com and lots of good things are coming down the pike in the future so i hope you'll go on the journey with me and uh i want to say one last thing you guys i know we're almost out of time one last thing I just want no. to remind people. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, okay, I'll, no, this I'll, is good. It's good. It's, well, I hope it's good. Uh, so in this whole conversation about novelty and evolved consciousness and having a really good and knowing what you want, um, one thing to consider, it can be, it meaning life, your experience, the deal, can be so much more insane than you can even imagine. So like imagine the most amazing and life actually can give you something even more amazing than that. Like the universe is big and vast and full of epic, fun, adventure, great love, joy, amazing stuff. And it you can consciously understand a small part of that. Like your brain would explode if you could understand all of it, and so it doesn't. So and know that there are bigger, more amazing things out there for you to go do. You just have to take a few of the steps, and when you get there, you're going to be like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's this amazing. This is a great experience, a great moment. I'm so glad I have my family here or whatever. Um, it, it can be so much even bigger than what you're doing right now, and I want you guys to go out and get that because more better humans means a more better world, and that's kind of part of why I'm here. Boom. You know, yeah. you, you have your mission. Yeah. Awesome. Kate, hang out for just a second. Uh, I'm going to end Thanks. the recording. We really appreciate you being on the show. And, I'm, and uh, guys. we'll have you on soon. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Kate. We'll have links to all her stuff in the show notes. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have her back on very soon. Kate is great. Kate is great. I can't believe it took like having her on the show like 30 times for us to realize Oh my God, Kate is great. It's a new motto. Kate is great. Um, (laughs) It is now time for the Humans Being Human segment. And uh, one of my friends, David Connor, who I've I've met at my freshman year in college. Do I know David? um, I don't 
think so. I don't know who. Do you go to college for this? Yes, he was a year. He was your age, but he wasn't like in. Uh, he wasn't in like such. I think he was in frauds or something. Um, so hmm. you could have made fun of him. Um, Probably. But uh, he, he, here's a story that uh, David tells of a. Uh, yeah, we'll, open heart. Blood, tell the story. Open heart surgery and a girl, and we'll just leave it at that. Here it is. Hmm, that's a weird description. What's up, man? All right, um, Rick is on the line as well. Hi, David. It's nice hey, to meet Rick. you, buddy. Nice to meet you. So up, we're just uh, we're recording. We're just going to keep it recording. David is a friend of mine. Gosh, I've known David for almost. Uh, it's like 16 years. Can you say almost 20 years if it's 16 years? I feel like you can. You can mm-hmm. round that up, right? If you're poor at math, you can. Right, if you're not good at yeah, carrying the one. <laughs> um, so I've known Dave for almost 20 years. And a recent listener, uh, you're, a, you're a dedicated listener now. Is that right? That is correct. Very good. Uh, and then you, well, and then, you know, after, you're welcome, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank a- you, Rick. After, after people, you know, give them a, a few weeks to, to catch up. They get sort of the tone of the show. And so David texted me. He's like, I have a, I have a story. It's an, it's embarrassing. Are you, well, hold on. It's something weird happened. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I muted it for just like a half. Oh, that's Maybe a, that's on my end. That's Sorry. A, so I don't know what the story is. All I know is it's embarrassing. So David, uh, set this up for us. Uh, so this goes back to uh, high school days uh, in Wichita, Kansas. For me, I was a junior. Um, it was a Friday. Um, we had a football game that evening, and I woke up that morning not feeling very well. And so, I feel like that's how a lot of really good humans being human stories start. By the way, yeah, I woke up and I just wasn't feeling quite right that day. And yes, exactly. So my mom convinced me you need to stay home from school. So I stayed home from school that morning, uh, but I knew our coach checked attendance in sixth period right after lunch, and if you weren't at sixth period, you were absent for the day and then couldn't play in the game that night. And so. Uh, I willed myself to start feeling better, um, and then under my mother's direction, uh, had to eat something before I decided to go to school, and so I ate a bowl of Campbell's chicken noodle soup. And I was hoping you were going to say, like, one of those super hot burritos you get at the gas station. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. Very, you know, a nice, you know, everyone wants chicken noodle soup when they don't feel good. So, uh, I planned it, timed it just right, where I rolled up to school during lunch period, walked right to sixth period, and uh, sat down in my class, Mr. Craig's anatomy and physiology class, um, to set the room scene. Uh, we sat at two-person tables, uh, and seated at my table was uh, a girl who I had a very large crush on. Uh, this is setting up and, to be a great story, by the way. I'm already yeah. like hooked in with like the girl at the table and the not feeling good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, so Friday, she's wearing her Palm outfit. She's a member of the Palm Squad. Uh, maroon and gold sweater, wool sweater, wool skirt. And we're sitting front right table in the room and Mr. G or Mr. Craig announced that we're going to have a movie day. Awesome. I'm uh, still not feeling well. So I just decided I'm going to lay my head down and, and, uh, you know, not have to, not have to engage in class. So, uh, he starts the, he, the, uh, old 
VCR TV card rolled out and right in front of our table. And he starts this movie on open heart surgery. And uh, I was hoping you were going to so say I, it was like The Little Mermaid or something that y'all were going to watch. No, unfortunately not. So I, I kind of peek a glance every once in a while, and then I'm like, I cannot watch this. There's no way. And uh, so he, uh, I just laid my head down. So of course he said, Hey, David, why don't you pay attention to what's happening in class? So I, I lift my head up, and and more so the. The, the sight was not bothering me, but the sound of the like, surgery. He, here's a the, sound of someone's ribs being broken open. Exactly. And then we're going to grab the heart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, I quickly determined that this is not going to end well. And start my ex- And as I am planning my exit, I have started that process to too late and uh projectile vomit camel's chicken noodle soup all over our desk uh, with the first wave and then as i'm scooting back in my seat to take cover in the bathroom the second wave hits right all over my uh lovely lady friend that sits next to me and her wool palm sweater and skirt outfit Hold on, were you, tra- were you were, was it one of those deals where you were Air. trying to like hold it in and it was kind of like coming out your nose or were you just like, uh, screw it, here it comes? Yeah, it was uh, It was a more of a screw it moment. Uh, there was no holding back. <laughs> screw it. Well, I'm glad uh, you have an answer because for like the last two minutes, I'm like, all right, vomit or diarrhea, vomit or diarrhea, which one's it going to be? Are we going to have him crapping in his pants or vomiting all over the place? Which way is it coming out? I like the way this, uh, this turned out. It was all vomit uh, and two waves and... Uh, I had already, I was out of the classroom before. I did not get around for any of the uh, aftermath. Uh, ran to the bathroom and attempted to clean myself up and then uh, ran straight out to my truck and, and drove back home. Did not go to the football game that night. Uh, uh, see, I and, like I like vomit better because if it's just diarrhea that only gets on you, there's really no chance for it to get on anyone else. And with right. vomit, you have I love a how you thought this through. <laughs> like, but, like, who in their right minds would be like, well, you know, the pros and cons of crapping in your pants. Uh, <laughs> let's get a checklist going. Uh, but see, I, I, I was thinking, you know, would uh, did anyone else vomit? Like, I can imagine, like, the kid in the back who's, like, wanting to be a medical professional and he's like watching the heart video and he's like i can do this i've got to get used to this I, I, i'm doing it i'm doing it he's like so proud of himself for not getting sick and then you throw up and he's like oh, I'm yeah was everyone making fun of you like oh, oh david can't take a uh, little video of open heart surgery so so i i definitely didn't hear anything uh right then about it but um uh, the next week at school was pretty rough she had already by monday she had requested a different seat in the class, and so oh. uh, like she thinks that's going to so be a constant thing of like, man, I just I can't deal with David throwing <laughs> up all over yeah, me every day. Daily. <laughs> so yeah, we had a we had a new seating chart come Monday, uh, quite ironically. But then uh, the, probably the worst part of it uh, was my teacher who uh, taught all of the most of the upper level science stuff in high school. Um, who then for the remainder of that year, and I had him the following year for another class, uh, took it upon himself to specially make each one of my handouts, quizzes, Lam- tests, laminated, where where he no, no, not laminated, where he would 
where he photocopied the Campbell's kids and Campbell noodle soup cans all over my chest <laughs> for the next year and a half. When they did this sitting chart and they put you next to some other person, were they like, oh, geez, no. what did I do to get to sit next to Barf Boy over no, here? His, yeah. the, the seating arrangement was changed. The only the, the, the big difference was that David's new seat was just like one of those clawfoot bathtubs that they had brought in. <laughs> <laughs> sit in the yeah. bathtub. Do, do either one of you watch Hard Knocks? I know Mark, you don't because you don't have HBO. Yes, David, do you watch Hard Knocks? No, no, but I have. Okay. I know. I read the story about what you're about to tell. Okay, so for those who aren't familiar, Hard Knocks is a uh, like a little mini series. It's like seven episodes long. Where uh, on HBO, where they follow an NFL team during training camp. It's crazy interesting. I love these kinds of shows. Well, this year they're following the Houston Texans. And they got, have a guy, Brian Cushing, that plays for them. And by the way, he's a real D-bag. He's a real piece of crap. But anyways, they show the the video of like him. He's on the field, and he's not playing. He's just taking a knee, and he's just watching. And all of a sudden, he starts throwing up, which is a part of football, right. especially in the summertime, especially in training camps. But it is the grossest-sounding throw-up I've ever heard. Like, it is insane mark i'm gonna text it to you you can put it on the show notes if anybody wants to see it or hear it it's really funny and mark you can text it to david uh or maybe you should not watch it because it might make you throw up i don't know but it is the grossest sounding uh human vomit i've ever heard quickly and And i've heard a lot we're almost out of time but real quick so when i was in high school we had a guy uh was one of our like running backs his name was duke strain fake name fake name um, but he was really sick one day during practice and he was running like our running backs would get down like a three point stance. Um, and we're, we're all just kind of sitting there watching like this drill or whatever. And he's down in his stance and without, he doesn't move. Nothing changes. His stance stays perfectly still. And you just see all of this green vomit all just like start spewing out of his face mask. <laughs> like his mouthpiece Gross. came out and, and then like they, and he ran the play, you know, like he was, uh, he was special. I threw up once during a hockey game. Gross. Does it just freeze yeah. to the ice? Oh, no. It like, kind of melts the ice. Like You have to kind of scoop it up real quickly or it might oh, yeah. damage the integrity of the ice. Nasty. All right. Well, <laughs> so there you go. David, thank you for, uh, for your avid support of the podcast and for uh, telling your story. And thank you also for, vomit, for vomiting on yourself. Did you, little did you know at the time that was happening – that that was actually going to be the best thing that ever happened to you because then you get to be on the a podcast telling the story. So congratulations. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. All right, hang out, David. Uh, I'm going to stop recording. But hang on. Thank you, David. Um, please, I, well, I guess I just hope that never happens to you again, but I kind of hope it does because then you could come back. Yeah, I'm kind of that. find myself praying for weird, crazy, embarrassing things to happen to everybody I know. So I'm like, oh, God, I can have that guy in the phone. Well, you're like, you're like waiting for the text from me that's like, I crap my pants again, and you're like, oh, I good. literally actually am like, <laughs> I'll get a text from you, and I'm like, is this the one where Mark's like, I got another good story for humans being human, and I'm like, you grab your pants again, you crap them at work, you crap them at church, where, where'd you crap your pants at? I'm uh, on, a, on a water slide, all right. And anyways, it's on YouTube now. Um, <laughs> it is now time for the silly human tip of the week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human, and this is a this is you know based on a true story. Oh, it very much is based on a true story. Okay, i got to set this up, so it's going to be kind of a little bit of a journey here. So at work, we have a wellness program, and part of it, and it's a pretty good-sized bonus, like 150 bucks extra per month you can get if you max it out. So they have a thing for like— I thought you were going to say something else, a pretty good-sized bone 
Thank yes. you. Okay, can I can I can I finish this? Right. Some serious business. Can Mark. I finish? Strictly strict business. Can I finish? So uh, part of it, uh, one of the things you have to do is every year you have to do biometric testing, and they test your they pull your blood, test your cholesterol. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. Uh, body fat, height, weight, you know, all those things. Well, uh, I work weekend nights, and of course, if you can imagine, for a city, the workers that get completely ignored are the ones that work on weekend nights because no one even sees them because they're like vampires. They walk around and no one sees them, and they're all pale because they're never in the sun. Well, they schedule like 20 dates for biometric testing, and none of them are compatible with weekend nights people. So I'm already pissed off before this even happens. I hate going into work for a work-related thing on my days off because, man, I'm very compartmentalized. My home is my home. My work is my work. I don't think about work when I'm at home. I don't think about home when I'm at work. I try to keep it very separate. Well, it's evident. Okay, well, I'm just going to have to go in in the morning on one of my days off to go do the stupid biometric testing. So I'm already pissed off about that, about how they, they I, do I need to get weekend do, nights people. Do I need to get the bleeping tool ready? No, uh, no, I think you're fine, maybe, <laughs> but we'll see. I might get mad thing all over again. So I'm mad because they won't schedule for weekend nights. I'm mad because I have to go in on my day off. So I drive in, and uh, there are several different testing sites. Like on Tuesday, they're doing it here. Wednesday, they're doing it here, whatever. Well, on, so I do it Wednesday morning. I drive in, and I have looked at the chart wrong, oh, and no. I have gone to the wrong location. Well, it ends at 10 a.m., well, I show up at the wrong location halfway across the city uh, at 9.55, and I'm like, oh, crap, oh, crap. <laughs> so I'm freaking out. So another red flag. So well, we've half, got three up right now. Halfway across the city where I'm at, it's like a, like a two-minute drive. So is it? Shut up. Is it's going to take me. It's a jaunt. Well, my partner has driven in at the same time. So he's at the right location, and I know what he's telling him. Hey, my partner's right around the corner. He's, he'll be here in a second. Can you just hang on? So I'm hauling balls to get across the city to get to the right testing location so that's number four red flag and i'm mad at myself for having looked at the chart wrong uh it's a stupid mistake that i've made it's my own fault another red flag that's five well i get there at like three minutes after 10 my partner's walking out of the building and i'm about to run up there he's like don't bother man i told him you're right there and they're like well he can come do it friday morning sorry uh, so that's another red flag that's two red flags right there that counts well, as there two. Are several so I'm, I'm like into almost double digit red flags of like hey things that are making me uh, pretzels that are making me thirsty if you're a seinfeld fan so <laughs> uh the only other testing date is friday morning at 7 a.m well i work on thursday night and so you have to fast because they do a blood sugar test too so literally this means that i have to go to work and not eat all night long at work I have to have the stress of working all night long and then going to buy. It, it's obviously like it's not going to be good for my numbers to have been working for 12 consecutive hours before I go do this. But that's my only choice. It's the last testing day. So I'm really, really, really pissed. Add that to the fact that uh, my wife and I, I can tell the story later, but we've decided to sell our house and move not far away, just a different part of the city, kind of where our son goes to school. That's a long story. But so I've got the stress of trying to get the house ready to sell and all this and that. Well, I drive straight from where I work back to where I live, and I go to Walmart, and I'm in the Walmart parking lot, and I'm like raging, and I don't get mad usually, but I am like straight up Mark Rogers plate of spaghetti pissed, <laughs> like punching, literally punching the steering wheel. I'm so mad. That's episode I, uh, 39, I believe, if you want to listen to the humans being human segment in 39. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point here. I get to the Walmart parking lot, and I'm really, really, really mad, and I, it's like... 11 a.m. and I've got a bunch of stuff to do and I'm like, oh God, I am so 
Like my face feels like it's red and hot. I'm raging. I'm pissed. And, and I realized, thankfully I realized, man, I, I can't get everything done that I need to do today. If I'm just in a crappy mood all day, you know what? I need to get untwisted about this. What's happened has already happened. There's nothing being mad right now can do about any of this. And so literally I turn my AM FM off in my car. I mute my phone. I turn the air conditioning hot on high. So I'm not hot. And I sit there and with basically my eyes closed in the Walmart parking lot and unstress myself. And I know that's obviously easier said than done, but literally I'm imagining like me laying on a beach with the water, up, the whole, like just ridiculous stuff, but it works. It worked. Uh, I guess you could call it meditation, maybe something along those lines. But the point is it's already happened. The bio, the, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about how mad I was about the circumstance that made me mad. Those are things out of my control. Uh, you know, I can, think about things that have already happened and, and get all twisted up. Or I can just say, you know what? They've already happened. I can't do anything to change them. I can only worry about the things in my control and uh, that I have the power to control. I can't control what makes, uh, I can only control my reaction to circumstance. I can't control all circumstance. So I sit in the Walmart parking lot for like three or four minutes and just breathe slowly, deeply, eyes closed, chilling out. And you know what? It worked. I walked out of the car, walked into Walmart. I managed to buy the things I needed and, you know, not forget anything. And I had a productive day. I got a lot of stuff done. And I attribute it to me recognizing that that was not a good state to be in as just super angry, pissed off. How long, so, uh, how long do you think you sat there? I, I don't know because I tried to like kind of unplug myself from existence. But I would say maybe, maybe three minutes. I would say three to five minutes, somewhere in that range. It wasn't long, but... I think that was a worthwhile investment considering how many things I had to get done and how much stuff I had to do that day. So that's the tip of the week. If you notice that you're like really mad, really raged about something that's already happened, that's what I appreciate about like the serenity prayer from Alcoholics Anonymous. And I don't want to know it verbatim, but it's like, you know, Lord, give me the uh, strength to change the things that I can and not worry about the things that I can't. Something along those lines. I'm obviously paraphrasing. I but thought like, it was give me the strength is. to like open up the whiskey bottle. Is that not? Shut up. There may be people struggling with that. You idiot. Sorry. But uh, th- you know that's that's what it's about. Is you have to be in a good mindset, and you have to put yourself, you know, however you can in that in that particular mindset. So there's your tip of the week. If there you feel is. yourself <laughs> raging with stress over something, unplug and just chill out. I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously, but you have to think about that. There it is. That's a good tip. Um, I've, we, yeah, we, we have. That's what you said. That, hmm, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> oh, don't you do that. That's what I do. All right. You, idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is official. Well, 98% official. Coming up next time, the great and long-awaited. Michael Ruscio. Michael Ruscio. <laughs> We've literally been teasing him every episode for like the last 15 yeah. episodes. And I'm so still I'm glad like, to have him on. I'm still working on uh, with uh, my my celebrity connection. We're still, I just, we're emailing back and forth this morning, so we'll see how that goes um, for the two year anniversary. Um, Hulk Hogan uh, was on uh, the news the other day. That was kind of funny. Uh, well, not yeah, we funny, could, but we could probably uh, get him. Yeah, probably. He doesn't <laughs> look, want to. Just, I'll do any other yeah. interview anybody will let me do, brother. <laughs> he's desperate. All right. So yeah, he is. Oh, by the way, did you hear the "And Remember" from last show? Have you listened to it yet? 
Uh, no, I haven't finished it. I'm still like, I've got like 10 minutes left. Okay, we'll make sure. Uh, make sure okay, you I'll do it today. I got a lot of stuff to do. Today. All right, uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at simplyhuman52. Go, Go to our store, simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash store. Or, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, you always get It's slash shop. If you're so going to you put it. You changed it? No, it's the. the oh, my God. <laughs> this is awesome. So if you go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com, there are tabs on the top of the deal underneath the eat, sleep, move, enjoy. Yes. If you are the Simply Human logo, there is a tab that is titled store. You click okay. on that. The link is simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. So two ways so to get ridiculous. there. So confusing. Uh, so but, go there yeah. to look about all the things that we're talking about. Basically. Like uh, Jonathan Baylor's uh, Garden of My Glass is great. Yep. Uh, the nutrients uh, line of stuff from uh, the Calton Nutrition. Just all kinds of awesome things. Uh, go there and look at some of those things and maybe uh, maybe give them a try. Yeah, and the maybe. primal the primal professional shoes. Yep, uh, there you uh, go. The zero drop dress shoe with the false heels. Really good stuff. Um, all right. Well, uh, email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes, good or bad. I haven't checked those in a while. We need to check them. Any publicity? Uh, yeah, there's a couple new ones. Is good publicity. So thank you for making us part of your day. There are a lot of options out there. We appreciate you um, listening. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember. And he goes, Virgil, Virgil, she showed me her swimsuit. And and he said, "Well, we'll show her your nuts." And he looks at the man and goes, <laughs> "So until next time, enjoy yourself."